Between shooting Blindspot in New York and working on The Last of Us Part Two in Los Angeles, Ashley Johnson doesn't have a lot of time on her hands. Unless it's for me. I sat down with this magnificent woman before an episode of Critical Role, and we discussed growing up in the business, coming out of her shell, and some of the characters and projects that have meant the most to her. Also, me. Enjoy. Ashley. <laughs> Strong start. Welcome. Thank At you. last. At long last. At long last. Okay, 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 okay. You gotta be careful. Be professional. Stop it. Imagine there's an invisible line here that you need to stay. <clears throat> Thank you for coming at last to do this. Thank you. This drink is a jungle bird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um it's a doozy. The it drink is, a doozy. is inside of here. Normally, <clears throat> we'll put a lime here with some liquid that stays on fire, which you'll see in the video later. It takes a minute with these straws to get to your lips. This is delicious. It's a very strong drink. It's okay. So I'm glad we're sharing this. I'm glad it's 9.30 at night and we'll go to bed after this. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever <clears throat> had anything to drink this early. You That's haven't? You should try it. It's fun. That's not true. I have. Hi. Yeah, you have, because oh, I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, I know. Okay, so <laughs> this combines your two favorite things in the world, me <sighs> yes, and talking about yourself. Yeah, one of those things is true. Which one? <laughs> Spending time with you. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Cut this is why we waited so long to do Cut this. Cut the tape. I it's over. Do it. So I know the answers to most of these questions. You do. <clears throat> so should I help me with this interview? Should okay. I play dumb and just ask you? Like, I don't know, or should before every question, instead of a question, should I say, tell the people about... No, because that feels like so much more pressure. Just pretend you don't know, and maybe I'll tell you something new. Oh. That's not going to happen. I hope so. (laughs) I think you know pretty much everything about me. I saved your favorite suit for you. You think I was going to wear this when Bobby was here? No. You think I was going to give Will Friedel? No. I know this is my favorite suit. When I you left earlier than I did this morning, mm-hmm. and I saw that you were wearing a tie, so mm. I was like, "Oh, I'll dress up a little bit." Mm. I know that that's what you do on this show, yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't realize we were going to be matching. I love it. I didn't mean to. We didn't mean to do this. Yes, we did. <laughs> we spent hours. <laughs> we spent hours. You're my density <laughs> in front of the closet, <laughs> trying to figure out. <laughs> All the people where you grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I you grew were, up here. You were born in Camarillo, California. I was born in Camarillo, <clears throat> California. We're going way back. Well, yeah. Okay, so going I was back born, 24 years to the day you were born. I was born to uh, Nancy and Clifford, mm-hmm. August 9th, in Camarillo, California. And Why Camarillo? My parents lived in Ventura, and when I was nine days old, we moved to Michigan. Mm-hmm. So we lived in Franklin, which is the town that time forgot. Yes. And we lived there and went back and forth for, uh, well, we lived there until I was about six. And then we came back to Los Angeles. Came back to the West Coast. Yeah. And we went back and forth a lot because my 
dad's, a lot of my dad's family is still in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we moved out there as well. And I think I started, I started working when I was young. And Mm -hmm. then I think after some time, my parents were like, you know what? We should just move back here. I think we're tired of the, the winters. The winters in Michigan. Going back and forth. And what did you like about Michigan? Because you love, remember a lot of it for, oh, for yeah. only being there from zero to six. Yeah. I I love the changing of seasons. I still do. Um, I love cold weather. A lot of our family was there. It was, you know, we grew up on on boats out there and on, on the lake and um, the many lakes in Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love Michigan. And, and um, I've actually gone back there to work a lot. Done yeah, you have. Two films in Detroit. I did a movie called Alleged, and then the other one I cannot remember. Oh, is Alleged the period piece? Alleged is the period piece. (laughs) I remember that one. You had some cool outfits in that one. Yeah, it was fun. Nobody needs to to watch it. No, no, no. no, Don't watch it. But just, you know. I don't even know if it's available anywhere. But I don't remember what the other one was. We've never watched it. I've never seen it. It's fine. It's fine? Yeah. I'll watch it. No, I'm saying it's fine. We don't need to watch it. It's fine. We don't need to watch it. No. The, well, I remember the first night that I met <clears throat> your mom and stepdad. <laughs> they played me a reel of three hours of like. It was not three <laughs> hours, but it was very embarrassing. My mom is very proud. It was amazing, though. There was some <clears throat> old stuff. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. okay. Don't get ahead of me. Don't okay. Me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you remember a lot about Michigan. This is so funny doing this with you. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I'm trying to remain. Uh, <clears throat> yes. You know. Put on your, your interviewing persona. There it is. You got to touch that. Which one do you like better? I like that one. Okay. You remember a lot of stuff about Michigan. I do. While you were there, how did you end up in the business? In Michigan, I did a lot of print work and uh, I did a commercial um, and it kind of just... It, it wasn't anything that I think my parents really necessarily were wanting that for us. It mm-hmm. just kind of sort of happened. Yeah. And then um, it just was every once in a while when we were in Michigan. And You were a cute fucking kid. I was a, I was a kid. You it had was, your little hair. Was, you, know, you had your little face. I was also very <clears throat> sort of, um, which is weird. Like, I feel like I was more confident as a kid than I am now. Mm. Because when I was little, I was like, yeah, what do you need me to do? And I think that was kind of the thing of getting into print work or doing commercials. It's kind of like you need a kid to be able to do what you need them to do. And I was able to do that. And then when we went out to uh, Los Angeles to visit some friends when, you know, I was six, uh, I might have actually been a little bit younger than that because... Yeah, because Lionheart? Yes. So uh, family friends of ours were living in Los Angeles, and they uh, their kids were in acting. Mm-hmm. Like as a, one of the kids had an audition. And so when we were all just sort of hanging out, my mom and our family friends, we all went to this audition. And the casting director came out and was like, hey, do you want to come in and read for this? My mom was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, sure. Yeah. And then I walked in and, you know, I was able to read very early. So not to brag. It was, you had to. I did. Yeah. So went in mm. and did the, did the part and I got it. And it was a movie called Lionheart yes. um, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. And. Um, How was he? Do you remember? 
I loved him. I have, we have all these great pictures of you, of your dad and him playing yes. basketball in uh, Hawaiian shorts. And- yes. <laughs> um, I I loved him. He was he was so wonderful and was just. You played his niece. I played his niece. And I remember I had a really great time on that set. I mean, I was mm. so young, so there's only a certain amount of time that you can work anyway. You can't be there all day. And Yeah. And then from, I think from that movie, I was requested to come audition for Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting that. And we still were still were living in Michigan. You're still going back and forth. We're still going back and <clears throat> forth. And then um, after some time, um, I think like the first hiatus of the first season that I did of Growing Pains, my parents were like, well, maybe we should just move, mm-hmm. move back. I don't think it was entirely for me. Um, your sister but, wanted to do some stuff yes, too. You have a sister and a brother. Working. Your sister was working. My sister your was working. My sister was on a show called Kids Incorporated. Yes, which I watched and as a kid yes, too. My she's, sister's made me watch it. Yeah, she's an amazing singer. <clears> and <throat> she got on that show and um, just that was, visiting that set was a blast. Yeah, they had a huge, that was a huge production. Yeah. They did a full-blown They did a full-blown thing production. all the time. Yeah. And it was, it was so fun. Yeah. So it kind of became a, a big part of our life in a, in a weird way, but my parents were never pushing that mm-hmm. on us or, uh, trying to get all your money. Yeah. Like it was like, well, yeah. if you ever want to stop doing this, you stop doing it mm-hmm. you do it, you save your money and you go to school and, um, save your money for when you get older. And it was stop doing it when you stop loving it. Stop doing mm-hmm. it when you stop loving it. Yes. That's yeah. what I mean. That's pretty much like, yeah. 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 So I haven't yet. You can touch me again. That was nice. <laughs> Made me wait for it. <laughs> I did. There was a baby on Growing Pains. Yes. But then the next season, there was this like little girl. Yes. What happened to the baby? I don't know what happened to the baby. Who is the baby? I don't know. I should know this. I should know. I should know who the baby was. Um, but I do not. Maybe they swapped out the baby every week. Maybe they did. Because um, I remember watching the show as a kid and going like, oh, they have a baby. Yeah. And then the next season, I'm like, oh, there's a cute little kid now. Yeah. They, they, so I. But we're in, the same age. I know. That's, that's really funny. Yeah. And I actually you? got onto the show in the sixth season because mm-hmm. I think it went seven seasons. Um, but I was on the last two. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point. You know, they they needed the writers wanted something more to work with, and so they decided to jump the show forward and have the baby be now six years old. Yeah, and it was a blast. Like I I I remember just that set that we were on. So it was the Warner Brothers Ranch <clears throat> in Burbank, California. Yes, and they still had the barn from Jason. Oh, and that's right. Also, they had the old set from Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. And so my brother, my sister, and I, when I would not be working, we would just go play on those old sets. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we would just scare people in the Jason barn. My brother would hide in a closet, and then we'd you know go get somebody and be like, oh, my gosh, you got to come in here and see what's in this barn. And yeah. then he would come out and be like, brah. <laughs> It was such, it was, it was a really cool upbringing. And I feel like still my parents really made it something that was, it wasn't made to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like, oh, you're an actor mm-hmm. and you're doing this amazing thing. Like it was really just kind of, 
they really helped in, in, you know, with my sister being in acting and me and my brother had no interest in it. And just trying to make us feel as normal as possible. Make life as normal as possible around what you were doing. Around what we were doing. So. Yeah. I think it worked. You can tell. And you can also tell in the group of people that you surround yourself with that that's the case. I think so. I hope so. I'm pretty normal. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when we went to, when we went to Alan's memorial, it was tough. Obviously, for so many reasons, he was super young. and Yeah. But having been with you for all these years and heard all these amazing stories and, you know, to see <clears throat> all of you guys back together and talking about what that show has meant in the last 30 years, yeah. you know, to everyone that was involved. We've met people over the years, but that was really special. It was cool to see. Yeah, that was, was that cool. was cool. And it yeah. was cool to bring you to that. And I think yeah. also it was... It's really cool to hang out with all of them as an adult mm-hmm. because I know them as, you know, yeah, little tyke. Yeah. So it's it's different conversations that you have, and he was such. Alan was such an incredible guy, and you know that was my first TV dad. Mm-hmm. So it was intensely sad, and and he's gone too soon, and. But it was, it was amazing to reconnect with everybody. And so sometimes that can be a positive mm-hmm. in, at a funeral. Not yeah. that there's a positive, <clears throat> but sometimes you can reconnect with a lot of people and celebrate somebody um, that you don't often get to do while they're alive. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we had a great time, and I was really glad to introduce you to a lot of those people. So you're six to eight years old while you've got this Growing Pains gig going on. You've got this great family. You guys have so many great friends, right? Your parents are trying hard to create a normal environment for you in life outside of this thing. Did it feel normal? It felt normal. You know, I still went to, I went to elementary school and I went to middle school. Mm -hmm. I ended up. Instead of just having the onset. teacher thing and having that I ha- the only thing. Having yeah, yeah, I had that in addition to. So when you're on set, you have to do, I think it's four hours of schooling a day. I can't remember at this point. but um, If you're under 18 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. you have to get a, a certain amount of hours per day mm-hmm. of schooling. And, you know, so I would go back and forth. And in middle school, that got hard. I ended up homeschooling through eighth grade, through, you know, all of high school. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, at least from what I knew, it felt pretty normal. But sometimes looking back, I'm like, oh, that was not a normal upbringing. Mm -hmm. But it was fun. You know, my parents, like we had, we had a party house. Like yeah, everybody was, tells stories about you kids going to bed and going, can you guys keep it down to your parents? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like my parents would stay up. I mean, my mom still. Your mom still stays up and she watches She stays up till three, yep. 3 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, we had people over all the time. And, and you know, we would play music and watch movies. And it was, it was a really fun house. Mm-hmm. And when I look back on my upbringing, I'm not thinking about the projects that I did. Like, it's not measured by, oh, that's when I was working on this, or that's when I was working on this. It's more about the life experiences that I had, and I think that's a positive thing. Those are the milestones you remember. Yeah. 
I don't know if I ever asked you this. Do you do you do you ever regret like that you didn't go to high school, or do you hear stories from me and other people that went to high school and go like, I'm so glad I missed out on all that I drama. Definitely do. I you still went through do. all the high school clothing phases. Oh, I sure one, did. Even though you weren't like around, <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone trying to like you just went off and did your own thing, and then you had like, yeah. <clears throat> I think the goth phase was my favorite. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. If you ever want to go back there, no argument for hey, me. Hey, there's still it's it's here. It's I'm goth in my heart. Lots of fishnet stuff. Yeah. I still still occasionally it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um I I do regret it because I I think like when I was around kids my age, even from when I was little, and I think that's probably one of the can be one of the downsides of being a child actor is you you have a hard time um, hanging out with kids your own age because you're so used to hanging out with adults that you you don't know how to like interact mm-hmm. and you go through this like weird thing of like what do we talk about? Talison's talked about that. Yeah, it's yeah, yes. It Talison and I so have a, so hard. many so many similarities and things that we've talked about where it's like. You're kind of weird. Yeah. Like it's so hard to relate to other kids and when you're that age, the only thing you have is the things that you relate on. Like from the time I was I mean even with like print work in Michigan, I've always had a job. Mm-hmm. So I've always known like you you wake up and you have to go somewhere and you go to work and you have to know your lines or you have to be prepared in whatever your work is. Yeah. So I learned work ethic at a very young age. So sometimes, like, I think my fantasy of what high school would have been probably would not have been that. It's not what it would have been, yeah. Like, I didn't go to prom. There's a lot of stuff that I I wish I could have gone through, but that sort of last year that I was in middle school was rough, which I know middle school is tough for everybody. I had, I, (laughs) oh, boy. So I had to wear. We don't have to show pictures, but you could tell people. I think I burned them all. (laughs) I think your mom sent me a couple. Anyway, I, I, but there's a part of me that's proud about this this part of myself. Of course, no biggie. I had I for three years I had to wear a back brace 22 hours a day, and because I had uh, scoliosis and kyphosis, which is um, super fun Mm -hmm. combo of the things. So my spine is. A fucking mess. Um, but it's fine now because I wore a back brace. You, but bling, you blinged it out with no effect stickers. I blinged it out. You know, it was from here and yeah. like, you know, all the way down there. And mm-hmm. I had braces and, um, you know, there was a period where that was hard. Kids can be mean. Yeah. So I think that coupled with not being there all the time and then going to school and then everyone being like, oh, you know, you're never here. I got pushed into trash cans. Um it was it was a lot. It was it was character building. Do you remember names, now. first and last? Yeah. I remember all the, all the names. Let's get a pen. And I will keep those to myself, and I do. No, They're like my list that that. Oh yeah. Aria you has. want to take care of it yourself? You can take care of it yourself. Oh, I'll I don't take care need of to it get myself. Involved. You can handle yourself. I've already taken care of some. I've seen you break a pool cue and run fifteen huge <laughs> dudes out of a bar. <clears throat> no, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. But it's fine. I mean, everybody Did goes through it in a way. Did that push you away, though? Did that push you further away from wanting to be involved with other kids your age? Because Absolutely. you were already feeling disconnected. And then when you do come over, yeah, I they're think, like, you know, you're weird. As you know, I am a hermit. And 
extremely introverted. Mm -hmm. And people always think that's a, a weird thing for an actor, but actually, you know, most actors, I feel, Tons. are that way. Tons. But if I can trace it back, I think a lot of that probably comes from that time mm -hmm. of, you know, feeling weird about being around people my age mm -hmm. and have them not be so nice and wanting to... Uh, it's funny, though. I also feel like that was the age that I learned self-deprecation, mm. where I was like, oh, I know how to combat this. I can make fun of myself as well and make everybody laugh. Right. So I can join in on the laughs mm -hmm. of like, yeah, mm -hmm. ha, ha, look how funny I look in this. Isn't it hilarious? Yeah. You know, which that's not healthy either, but um, it, can, it can all be traced back. But you, all, you also just, those things are what happen as a result of... You know, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. But I'm also weirdly thankful for those years. Like, I think it's, that is is so much, so much of, of what happened was, makes me who I am today. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, because I would just be so confident and conceited, I'm sure, if I didn't go through that. <laughs> Favorite acting gig before you were 18? Let's consider the, let's see, we've got Wings, we've got Roseanne, we've got oh, wow. What Women Want, um, we've got, uh, what are some of the other hits? Um, from the time I was little up until like about 17, I feel like with acting, it was just something that I did it was, and your was job. a job. It was your job, yeah. But I feel like there was a certain point where I realized that I really, really liked it. Mm. What was And it? I did this this independent movie called Nearing Grace, mm -hmm. and it's never seen the light of day. But um, I feel like it was such an incredible experience that it was a period piece. It was took place in the 70s, and it was kind of like a high school movie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe that's why I liked it so much. But the rehearsal process was so fun, and I played piano. I sang in the movie. The part was super, she was, like, super weird, and I just felt really connected with the character, and uh, it was, we shot it in Portland, and it was one of the first times that I went away to go do a movie myself mm -hmm. uh, without, without, parental. without parental guidance with me. Yeah. It was when I got Sully. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. So I was actually a little, I was a little bit older. I think I was, I think I was 19. And so I think that's where it really clicked for me. And then I did a movie called Fast Food Nation. Mm -hmm. And Richard Linklater. Yes. One of the greatest filmmakers out there, in my opinion. So great. And that was also another amazing rehearsal process mm. where I was with the director and the writer, Eric Schlosser, who's this incredible author and has written amazing books, Reefer Madness. He wrote Fast Food Nation yes. and also wrote the script. And we had intense rehearsals for that. Tell me about it. Um, that was uh, all of the scenes that we had that were on the page. When we started the rehearsals with Richard Linklater and Eric Schlosser and um, Ethan Hawke was in the movie and... Um, so it was kind of the four of us for a couple weeks just sitting in a room for 
a full day. Yeah. And just talking about our characters and Richard being like, let's throw out these scenes. Improv it. Hmm. Just what are your hopes and dreams, Ashley? What do you want to be when you grow up? Let's put that into the script. And from there, it was the first time where I was able to collaborate on something other than just sort of bringing a character to the table mm-hmm. where it was it was so cool. Like, it's a dream, I, I right? That's was, that's what you want yeah. out of every project. Acting is so great, but most of the time you're you're given something to do and 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 you make everything that you can out of it, but not everything is going to be, you know, the dream job, of mm-hmm. course, but um that's okay. You still make it something fun. Yeah. That was really the first time where I was also like, oh, I I can do more than just acting. I can have a say. And I can be like, hey, what about this? Or what about this? And um, that was also a really cool adjustment. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can I can be a little more than just, what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. You can decide so much about what ends up on the screen. Yeah. Versus just following orders can get you one way, but you want to be a part of the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those those two movies in particular really stand out for me, not even necessarily because of what came out on the screen, but because of the experiences that they were. Mm-hmm. The help was super fun. Yeah. But that was just a, a debaucherous time of of I ate so much and Hey, you're in the South. Party time. You gotta eat that food. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about your dad because he was a wonderful man. Yes, he was. And um, an old childhood friend of yours was here yesterday, and he was telling me awesome stories that I didn't know. And I, really? it, yeah, every every couple of months, an old family for somebody comes around with new stories, and it's cool. Or your mom will find an old videotape, or your stepdad <laughs> will find an old videotape and and send us stuff. Um, Tell us what he did for a living. He so he traveled a lot because he was he, he was, did he was oh, what? God, I'm already getting emotional. <clears throat> it's okay. Because I'm starting my period soon, guys. That's totally why. <laughs> um, so your dad was a ship captain. Yes. And of an exploratory vessel. Yes. Um, what kind of stuff dad, would he do? He traveled all over the world and uh, everywhere. Like he went everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's been cool. Like my my sister and I and my brother, we kind of have this goal to. I mean, it would be so hard to travel to all of the places that he's been, but we have a goal to at least travel to some of them, mm-hmm. at least some that were his favorites. But, you know, he would go for work. He would go away, and and um, he'd be gone for three weeks at a time, but he would be home for three weeks or gone for a month and home for a month. And and when he was home, he was home. When he was home, he was, he was like, home. Yeah, home. that's like, what everybody says. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I feel like the, the time that we got with him, like, you know, he passed away when I was uh, almost 17. It was, so it was like right a week from my, my 17th birthday. And still, at 35, it affects me. Of course. And, um, you know, I feel like he was such an incredible dad. And it's that hole is, is still obviously there mm-hmm. and um but I, I'm so thankful for the time that I got him. Yeah. And you know, I've talked about this with Travis because he passed away of cancer and same as it's Travis's a dad. 
terrible disease and, you know, it's, but you do sort of get time with someone to talk with them when you know it's, it's, it's not a sudden thing. And, you know, we got, you know, my dad was diagnosed and it was about a six month process before he ended up passing away. And we had so many conversations just about life and what his plans are for us and his hopes and dreams for us. And yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. I feel like a lot of people ask me if they have someone or they know someone that has lost someone. And they're like, what do you say? Mm. Mm. And the most important thing, I think, is to just listen. And I, I think you have to tell stories about someone or else they're not. That's what keeps them alive. That's how we, yeah. And I love talking about my dad. I've, I've told you so many stories and I wish you could have met him more than anything. I was trying to remember which one I wanted you to, which story I wanted you to tell today. Oh God, there's tell so funny. many. It's, yeah, what? Um, yeah, him and him and my mom. You know, because my my mom met him when she was fifteen. Yeah, pretty young they met. Yeah, yeah. and so they got married mm-hmm. when you know she was very young and he was very young too. And and you know they had a very long marriage, but they they were a great example of a marriage for us too yeah. about his kids yeah but he was so funny and such uh, uh he was so smart and and vibrant and um super yeah, good looking very good looking very good looking <laughs> yeah um but it's a uh, yeah they your your parents were kind of practical jokers too and pulling oh, pranks God. on each other in a way that <laughs> my my parents are not like that at all so it's so hard for me to imagine like there was a there was a prank your mom tried to do where or you guys were playing a prank on your mom where one of the kids got kidnapped. And oh, my cop, God. The cops yeah. got called. It's like we ha- <clears throat> these, yeah. this shit was. The two of them just loved playing jokes on each other, and they would do stuff that was so crazy. A lot of the, my, like my dad, he had a, a very, um, very colorful youth, mm-hmm. and he, you know, partook in all of the. Things. Know, <laughs> all of the things. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, a lot of funny stories come out of that. Yeah. His, you know, days of. You know, we we had an open house of talking about stuff yeah. like who's acid like dad. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, all yeah. This stuff. But yeah, yeah. One of the one of the things um, we had a uh, my dad, my brother, and I were at home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my <clears throat> mom and my sister had gone to the grocery store, and a family friend of ours dropped in, and she was like, "Hey, I just wanted to see you guys because that's how our house was. Like yeah. people would just." Yeah. You know, come over and I wanted you guys to meet, you know, my new uh my new boyfriend. He's so great. And so they were just hanging out at the house and my dad and our friend uh Lois and they were like, let's play a joke on Nancy, which is my mom, when she gets home. And so they were planning it and my dad's like, I got a good idea. Let's tie up Christopher, which is my brother, my dad's son. Let's tie him up in a chair. Let's duct tape his mouth, tie him up with rope, and put him in the laundry room so that when she walks in to the uh, from the garage, she's going to think that the house has been broken into. This is so fucked up. It's terrible. This is the house that I grew up uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. So we tied up my brother, duct taped him, like everything. He's like— Was he down for it? Him. I don't remember. Was he, was he— Oh, of course okay, he was yeah, down yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So her boyfriend, mm -hmm. Lois's boyfriend, our family friend, since my mom had never met him, we were like, let's put, let's get him in on it. So, so my dad was like, let's have you holding the TV, like, you know, down the hall so she sees you, that you guys are like trying to take stuff from the house. So my mom pulls in, we're like, okay, she's here, she's here, she's here. She walks in, opens the door, and then sees my brother, like, <laughs> screaming. And then she sees Lois's boyfriend, like, down the hall, like how our house was, holding the TV, and he goes, oh, shit, she's home. And, you know, he starts screaming, like, acting like he's cursing at somebody else that they need to leave. And my mom's screaming. She tells my sister to run and go to the neighbors and call the cops. So my sister goes to the neighbors gets them to call the cops. Uh -huh. The cops show up, and then my dad comes out. He's like, no, 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 stop. This is just a joke. It's okay. Everything's fine. So I love the idea of, though, explaining to the cops, I tied up my 15-year-old no, son. No this guy yes. who I just met is pretending to He's rob pretending my to house. rob the house. It's fine. So officer, that when my go. wife gets home, yeah. she shits her pants. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That so was, was the it home It was stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Um, that's the tamest one that I can tell. That's the, t yeah, that is. Do you remember, what was the first voiceover thing you did? First voiceover that I did was a, the cartoon version of Jumanji. That's right. Yes. And I played the little boy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I was very young. Yeah. And then after that I did Recess. And I played Gretchen Grenler. Mm -hmm. Very strongly identified with her. Yeah, you did? Um, yeah, Why? At the time. Why? Just because she was just like a nerd and, mm -hmm. and um, uh, wasn't the popular kid necessarily. But she took like her, her studying and her work very seriously. Mm -hmm. So at least at the time uh, before I became a rebellious, of a rebellious teen. Teen. We yeah. were... Uh... You didn't get that rebellious. Just an attitude, not just really an attitude. Life. I think you know it's funny because you like the the whole goth thing. I feel like I got there. I feel like in like sixteen, seventeen, and especially after my dad passed away, I was like, no, 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 everybody, I'm true goth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I have deep sadness and darkness in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, all you motherfuckers are just going to hot topic. I feel the darkness inside. I make this. I make the darkness. I am the darkness. But yeah. I think, you know, at the time before, you know, the world showed its true colors, I was like, no, oh, this is me. I'm Gretchen Grundler, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it was great. But um, How yeah. much different was that for you than doing non-camera stuff? Was it harder? Because you were also young, too, but you had already been acting for so long. No, it wasn't harder. It was... It was I feel like when any actor starts doing voiceover, they're like, oh, this is a dream. Mm -hmm. Show up in your pajamas. Yeah. And it was just, it was super fun. I mean, especially on Recess. That was one of the cartoon shows of the time that they chose to use real kids. Mm. Um, instead of having adults. Instead of having adults do the voices. Yeah. Except for Spinelli, who <clears throat> was played by Pamela Adlon, Pamela Adlon who, who love, I yes. love so very much. Yes. But all the rest of us, we were kids. Mm -hmm. And so it was just, a, it was so fun. Let's talk about The Last of Us Part One, because that leads us to me, which is where we all want to be. Yes. Let's talk about the two sides of the coin. Okay. At the time that The Last of Us Part One uh, was incepted into this world, 
I was living with our pal, Troy Baker, um, working with him and doing some different stuff. You, I had never met, had no idea about other than <clears throat> seeing you and stuff. And then Troy tells Travis and I that he got an audition for a Naughty Dog game. And I'm like, oh shit, because I had just played through Uncharted 1 and 2. And I was oh. like, these people make some amazing games. I came to video games late in the world. Okay, as same, you, same, as you same, know, same. As you yeah, know, yeah. we've talked about this. And I remember going over, reading your lines with him <laughs> and going over... All that stuff. I remember the true religion jeans that he wore to the audition that Travis and I were like, you're going to wear that to your first Naughty Dog <laughs> thing. Like, And then I remember him coming home that day and talking about how much you blew him awake. So you had been cast in the game already. Yes. But they were auditioning Joel's and you auditioned with a hundred Joel's or something, right? Like 50. Many. I think there might, it was probably... I don't know, anywhere from like 30 to 50. And then when Maybe Troy came in, you were, you were, and you've talked about this, you were like, whoa. Yeah. This dude kind of gets it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a process. I mean, there were a lot of people that, that came in that were super great, but didn't have whatever that was that, that he had. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting because he was, you know, he's, was younger than a lot of the people that came mm -hmm. in. But the guy who came in before him, oh, people yeah. would know this actor very well. Oh, yeah. I, um, I feel like I'm at the point in my life as an actor, it's best to just go for it and you go on impulse and you just see what happens in a scene. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works, <clears throat> sometimes it doesn't, but you just go with it. Mm -hmm. This guy had like a little bit of a chip on his shoulder when he came in. I just automatically didn't like him, so that's my fault. In a no. way. So I think I was just feisty. So in the scene, when we were doing the scene, I can't remember which scene of the game that it is, but we were doing the scene and I'm like upset with him. And I guess I just didn't like him and I just shoved him. And we was just like, we were kind of yelling at each other and I shoved him and he shoved me back. Mm -hmm. And I go back after him. Yeah. And I was like, well, oh, we're done with the fucking scene. I'm going to kill you. And then they were like, okay, stop, 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 Neil and, and everybody. They're like, okay, uh, let's start this over. Uh -huh. um, it just didn't, it wasn't going yeah, well. It, not hard to say no. you guys didn't click. No, 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 no. So. Um, was that the same day as Troy? That was the audition before So that Troy. was, yeah, so you guys were doing So multiple, that guy yeah. left and <clears throat> Troy walked in. And so I was just still like fucking ready to go. And he came in. And he like walked over. He was like, "Hi, I'm Troy Baker. I'm Troy Baker." And he came over to me and was like, "Can I give you a hug?" It wasn't like a weird thing. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You okay? Like, I yeah. think he could just tell. You could I was pick just, up like, on amped. the fact you were like, yeah. And I was mm. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And so he gave me a hug. Just like completely diffused the situation. It was very paternal, and and you know, it was just it was really cool. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool moment, and we did the scene, and it was great. Yeah, and I think. Visually, when you saw, you know, especially Troy at the time and, and you know, his, his pants and he had, like, frosty hair and um, he looked like a character out of Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. um, he, had, he had all of it there. Like, every, his voice that he was doing and, and just— He's able how, to put everything into his voice. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And he was so prepared and he mm -hmm. was off the page and—, and we just connected, and it was like, oh, this is it. Yeah. But that's the amazing thing with mocap is mm -hmm. it's it's 
you can play anything. I mean, I was playing a 14-year-old girl, and I started the game when I was... It was almost nine years ago when you started that game, so you were about Oof. 27. Yeah. So, you know, and I was playing a 14-year-old girl, so it but doesn't matter what right. you look like. Because of it's a video game. Because it's a video game. There's so much Ellie in you, and there's so much yeah. of you and Ellie, which is why I think you immediately clicked with that character. I think Definitely. it's why Neil and Bruce and everybody at Naughty Dog was like, this is... This is Ellie. Um, yeah, I think the yeah. I think over the years, and especially with you know, because even working on the second game, like it's we've been working on it for over four years now. You know, even same with the the first game, like it's the the line between me and Ellie is very blurred, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I like it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's more fun for you to play characters that. You have a little bit of a yeah. I think I think with Ellie specifically, and I think because I've played the character for so long, it's the character that I've felt closest to. Mm. Like I, it's I feel you know, I feel like we're one and the same. Like when I step into those shoes, I don't feel like I'm playing a character. Mm. It's really weird. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, I'm so amazing and so like method or whatever. I don't mean anything like that. I think it's because it's been so long and it's an easy transition. It's an easy transition <clears throat> because at this point, I'm like, oh, this is just it's it's me if I took another path in my life mm-hmm. and um, or have gone through different experiences. It's you if you had gone to high school. <laughs> it's me if I'd gone to high school. <laughs> I think there are parts of me that are very, um, I have a lot of anger in me, <laughs> but, you know, I'm working through these things. But I think it's a part we of all me are, that darling. in my, yeah, I think in my, I think with Ellie, it's, I'm able to sort of use that in a weird way. Ellie gets to live in the angry place. You don't get to flesh out your anger in that way because then I'd be dead and the house (laughs) would be destroyed and you know what I mean? So it's for you, you get to, you get to get into that world. It's great. I mean, I feel like with the first game, it's, that was the first video game that I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't, and first, you know, motion capture as well, where that alone, there's so much freedom in that, like going from, movies or TV where it takes so long to do one scene and you know with mocap it's so much like theater where it's it's you get the scene in that moment you don't have to wait for to turn the cameras around mm-hmm. and and it's it's Everything so moves faster it's moves more, yeah. so much faster and it's so freeing because mm-hmm. you at first it's a it's a challenge cuz you don't have your the way your character looks no costume no, no costume, no, no and, makeup, no uh, yeah. uh, set props. Yeah. So sometimes <clears throat> I think as an actor, it can get dangerous with that because you can just lean on that. But I feel like with mocap, it's like you have to take all of that away and just go for it in a like a set that's not there. Everything mm-hmm. is is make believe with what you're drinking and and you know, it's. You also don't have your eyes. Yeah. Which is. A big thing for an actor and something I've really learned from you is watching you do the, you just have your body and your voice. Yeah. You know, they animate your face and they they capture it. They have all the cameras on, they have all the dots and all the stuff. 
But you know, in video games, they don't use. <clears throat> they can't. Yeah. They can't. You know, put a they thing on your eye and exactly do that thing. Yeah. They do an amazing job with it, especially the Naughty Dog team. But it's hard. It's got to be so hard. I I talk to all you guys about it all the time because yeah. it's so fascinating, it's so weird. It's so. It would be hard for me to do a, this show without this set and environment. And if you put me in like a yeah suit that makes me look all weird with a bunch of balls all over it. Yeah, it's weird. But I think it's a good challenge as an actor to sort of keep stripping stuff away because you you learn that the external parts of your character are not things that you should lean on anyway. Mm. But I think with this with this game in particular and this experience, I feel like as an artist in, in any form, painter, you know, musician, whatever, you never know how capable you can be. Like, you always hope that there's more. Mm. Like, you do something and you're like, I feel like I can do better. You don't really know. Right. But, but you have feel that like feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like with this game, with the first game, we did so much stuff where it became a new measurement for me. Where I was like, oh, I didn't know I could get there emotionally mm. and do that. You had to go to some places for that game. yeah. And I was like, this is so crazy that this is happening on a video game. Mm-hmm. And But I think it was because everything was stripped away and I had to sort of find it without all that. Yeah. And that game changed the game. It did. It changed all the games. And <laughs> so it... it um, Man, I remember Troy coming home and just telling me stories about working with you. And that's where I... <clears throat> that's where... That's why I wanted to meet you so bad because he was he would always say like, "Dude, I got my ass kicked today by Ashley in the scene." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, what happened?" He's telling me like, I, I watched him grow as an actor from working with you, which was so funny too because for him that's his stage. You know, he's yeah. the mocap video game guy. You're yeah. coming in from TV and film, and you know, you did voiceover, so you understood that. But this was a whole other thing, and it was cool to see. Him grow so much. You obviously grew a ton, but I didn't know you then yet. Yeah, it was interesting. It was it was cool to see what he would take away from those days with you and go like, man, I, I'm now thinking about this on such a deeper level because of what she brought to the table. And I'm like, well, she sounds fucking awesome. I'm gonna <laughs> meet this girl. Well, he, I, I learned so much from him because he was so experienced mm-hmm. with with. Um, Video and video, video games. games and mocap and all that. But also, you know, there's a, like, as an actor, it's, it is it is hard, and I think anybody in life, it's hard to connect your emotions to your voice sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like he taught me that, of how to sort of let that come out and, and be stronger or, you know, whatever it needs to be because you can't rely on your eyes. Yeah. So you have to have it come out in your voice, which can be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. I learned so much from him. Yeah. You, well, tell Troy. people how that happened. Wait, take a sip first. <laughs> okay, okay. While we were working on the game, he would talk about you every once in a while, and then he was talking about your book. Mm-hmm. I ordered whatever, yeah. Yes. While that was going on, <clears throat> I ordered your book off of Amazon, and I read it in a day. Ooh. I still have the picture that I sent to Troy of pic- took a picture of it. 
And I sent it to him, and I was like, I got that book from that guy you were talking about. Oh, I know, because he showed me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because oh, no. I, you know, I, I, I Why'd read. Why'd you tell her about that book? Yeah. <laughs> I read a lot. You do read a lot. So I yeah, think I was just like, any recommendations? Sure, I'll read that. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. And so I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's an incredible writer. And so I got to work, and we talked about it and talked about you. and But that was it. There was nothing. Well, I was in a relationship at the time, so it wasn't oh, really. I, as was I. We, yeah, we weren't, like, no one was thinking. It wasn't anything uh, that. You know, no one was no. thinking that. I was thinking about that. But only because he was coming <laughs> home with all these awesome stories about you, and I was watching, you know, clips of stuff, and I'm like, holy shit. I was also learning about how video games were being made at that point, too, so all of yeah. it was fascinating. But that's an excuse. I wanted to see videos of you. Um <laughs> And then eventually, yeah, so my side of it was I heard that he's like, dude, uh, Ashley that I'm working with is uh, is she she bought your book or whatever. I tweeted at the wrong Ashley, okay. the other Ashley in the game. Um, Ashley Scott. Ashley Scott. Yes. Who plays Maria, plays Maria mm-hmm. in Last of Us Part 1. I, back then, accidentally tweeted at her and said, like, I heard you bought my book. Thank you so much. You know, if you ever want to just, like, let me know what you think. Let me know. And then Troy was like, it's the wrong Ashley, you idiot. And I was like, oh, shit. But then I never tweeted you because then I was just too ashamed. And then I was like, why am I tweeting this anyway? I'm just, like, putting it out there. And then fast forward to Troy's wedding. Yeah. I saw you at the rehearsal dinner, and I was like, oh, fuck. That's, that's her. And I was single. And I was Ready like, to mingle? Yeah. And I was but like, you did not mingle with me. Here's the problem. <laughs> I asked 250 people. There was about 200 people there. I okay. asked 250 people to introduce me to you. And all of them said, no, you just, just go walk up and talk to her. I'm not going to introduce you to her. The other problem we had was nobody there knew you. Yeah. You didn't know Travis and Laura at that time. I did not. You didn't not. know Mary. You didn't know oh, any so of these people. so weird to think about. You didn't know any of them. Yeah. So the rehearsal dinner goes by. I can't bring myself to go talk to you. It was too, you had this, you just, I couldn't do it. I was weak. (laughs) I was weak and scared. And uh, the next day was the wedding. Troy and and his lovely wife, Pam, graciously asked me to read a poem from that book in their wedding. I know exactly what poem it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you before. Couldn't say anything. Mary's like, dude. You got to go talk to her. I said, nah, I'm good. I'm good. She'll come to me. No, I didn't think that. <laughs> and then after the wedding, I, after the ceremony, I went up to you and I was like, do you remember the first thing I said to you? I said, I, I, I was like, I'm Brian. I think you read my book. It was the douchiest, yeah. <laughs> it was the douchiest <laughs> opening line. I didn't know what else. Was, I was just trying to put a point of connection together. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't being yeah. arrogant and saying. No, no. Because I sold dozens of yes. books. You know, I, I had every right to be arrogant. But I came up and I was yes, I, I remember. was very nervous. Yeah. <clears throat> and you were so sweet. You were so like nervous just to be talking to anybody. Not because I looked amazing. <laughs> I was wearing this awesome black suit. I had no beard. You I had this amazing hair great. at the time. I was about twenty pounds, twenty five pounds lighter than I am now. Yeah, you were. Maybe more. <laughs> uh, all I did was smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. That's all yeah. I did. I was like, I haven't eaten in weeks. Meals are for weak people. Meals are for people who need them. And I then that very quickly. Yes, you did. Thank God. But I remember talking to you, and I remember we, we were going back and forth, and then for some reason, you just walked away. I did? You just fucking walked away. It wasn't like... You walked away in the middle of me saying something. It wasn't like there was a lull where we were out of shit to say. I just remember you just. I'm so awkward. You got so awkward and you just like left. I was like, that was weird. I'm leaving. 
I went back I to the, the I went back to the table of all the people that had made me go talk to you, who <laughs> oh, were all no. sitting there watching from twenty yards away at how everything went down. I went back, and of course, all of my friends said, "What did you say?" <laughs> she just walked <laughs> away from you. I'm like, I don't know. I said a lot of stuff. I was really nervous. She's gorgeous in person. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> you try going up and talking to her, but I'm not talking to her. Oh my God. And then, I don't uh, know why I walked away. But then you hung out. And then I was like, should I go back up? I mean, the first time didn't go great. Should I go back up and say something? Well, we were also sitting across from each other. Oh, at the dinner, we ended up sitting across from each other. We ended up sitting across from each other. Which I think right. helped me sort of mm-hmm. get relax used your size and get used to you. And, and I had a few one liners that seemed to do pretty well. Yeah, it all did pretty great. It also helped that we had this whole connection with Troy. And I was yes. you know, his roommate at the time. And we were yeah. all so close. And then I went up after, and we kept talking, and I asked you for your number, and you said no, and you gave me your email address instead. And it was one <laughs> bad sign after another. It was, it, I should have. Well, because I hate talking on the phone. I know, I, I like, do too, though, and that's work. where, because I said I hate talking on the phone too, and you're like, yeah, nobody hates it as much as I do. I'm like, well, fine, I'll email you. Little did you know how true that is. And then that night, I remember Mary and everybody telling me, like, you know, I was like, I got her email. And then it was like half my friends were like, you got to do it. I'm like, no, it all went bad. She walked away. And then when I went up, she was like, I don't know. And then, she, you know, I, she did laugh at my jokes. But let's be honest, everybody laughs at my jokes. That's not enough <laughs> indicator. That's true. And then I, she, I asked her for a number. I know it's a bit early. I just met her an hour ago. And, and then, you know, I had some people tell me like, no, you got to do the thing where you wait like two weeks, you know, and you make her sweat, you know, and all that kind of weird shit. I emailed you that night when emailed, I got home. I got the email when I, I got home. I might have been in the car. Yeah. I might have been in the car on the way yeah. home. I was like, can we hang out? Let's just hang but out. But I loved sometime. it because we emailed every day. We emailed every day after that. Until for like we. Two, I think it was two weeks till we yeah. actually got together. And like these great emails because I feel like for me, That's I have so such horrible. an easier time yeah, right, communicating through writing. Them. Yeah. And, you know, I'm working on my communication skills. Um, through at worse. the time though, but at the time I was like, that's why I gave you my email because I was like, it's not going to be a good idea to give him my number because I'm yeah. just going to be like, hi, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah, it was I, a I, it was so. an interesting thing of what it did to our to, well to actually my at the time friends group of bringing you into yes. it because not only did you fit in so well with Mary and and Travis and Laura and Troy and everybody like you just. Everybody took to you right away. It was like you had belonged. You had belonged in this weird world yeah. the whole time. And I had come along knowing all these voice actors for ten years, yeah. not being one, but being around them and being in this world. Yeah, I think I, you know, I say it all the time, and whenever I talk about Last of Us, that game absolutely changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, for creative reasons, but mostly because of outside of the game because of of meeting Troy and becoming friends with Troy and becoming friends with Pam and meeting you and going to going to their wedding meeting you and meeting Travis and Laura and Mary and like because you know when you met me I was I mean I don't think people understand help them understand the the like I was a true hermit, mm-hmm. like to the point where it wasn't healthy. Yeah. Like I, I really. Mm. You were a little Howard Hughes very, there yeah. for a bit. There were jars of pee lining the uh, house. Your beard Only a had couple. grown but, out. And yeah, my beard had grown out. Your fingernails um, were this long. Yeah. But I was, I, I was, I feel like I, you guys pulled me out of a lot. Mm-hmm. And 
I think you specifically. <laughs> oh no, I'm crying again. I think it's, I think I would have stayed in that place. And I was the opposite. I was the, the super opposite. social one with all the friends and always oh wanting my God, to hang out I, and do st- I was doing stuff every night back then. Yeah. <clears throat> you would you would go out and you would you would see people all the time and, and you were so extroverted and I was like, this is never gonna work. But I think I tried to at least meet you a little bit where you, you were. You did, at. and I and and it helped that Travis and Laura and everybody so quickly was like, "No, your hermit days yes. are over. <clears throat> you, now that you've now that you, that you've met us and you're with Brian and we're all yeah. a part of this thing now, your hermit days are over." Yeah. But it's so true what you said about Last of Us because that game will forever be this thing that it's like you look. I, I thought about this the other day because I had never really put the whole thing together, but I was thinking about it because someone was asking me about it. You have Troy and I and Travis and Laura were our next door neighbors at the time and this whole thing. Uh. You're doing this whole thing. Last of Us comes along. And then Last of Us introduces you to me, Travis and Laura. Obviously, yeah. more video game people. That whole world. We start dating a year in, maybe? You get a you get a call about joining a D&D game. Well. A home game. So. Because it was. you this oh, was the thing. Spooked. No, what? Troy Baker's birth, his 40th birthday when we had the Game of Thrones birthday party. No, 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 that wasn't his 40th. Well, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, the Game of Thrones one would have been the like his 36th birthday or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Well, I just didn't want people to think yes, he's yes, older of course, than of course. he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever birthday, I feel like it was such a momentous occasion. We had a Game of Thrones themed birthday party but for it was Troy Baker like, at Mary Elizabeth's house. Yeah. It was. All out. N- all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to Liam that night. And he was like, hey, do you play D&D? And I was like, no, I never played it. But um, I was like, my brother did. And um, I was like, I've always been kind of curious about it. And um, so we just had a little conversation about it. And that was the the first, I mean, the trail of things that happened from Last of Us is so fucking crazy. Weird, huh? The very first home game, because I still didn't know everybody that well. No, not at all. I knew Travis and Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Liam because Liam also did a lot of voice directing mm-hmm. on Last of Us. He did. He was, the, yeah. He was actually the, he taught me how to, how you're supposed to sound when you scream oh, yeah. when you're catching on fire. Yes, the proper burning sound. Yes. And so he asked that night, but then the game started. Night, the game started, the very first game that they played, or because I, I didn't know about the first game. Yeah. And then I think Travis or Laura had talked to me and they were like, you got to come, you got to come play. And I was like, okay, which at the time, and as you know, was a huge, huge deal. I was so excited. Because I I think I was getting a little bit more confident with hanging out with people and, and, you know, just hanging out in general Mm -hmm. with, with more than one person. And I was like, okay. But I, I think I felt somewhat comfortable because it was something that I wanted to do. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to go to a party or we're going to we're going to go mm-hmm. to a club or mm-hmm. not that anything is wrong with those things, but that's not, not my comfortable zone. Yeah. Um, I'll have a great time if I go, but you know. You do. Um, it's not my it's not my comfortable zone. Mm-hmm. Um, this was different. Yeah. And then I ended up going to the second game that they played and 
I just remember Matt, I've talked to Matt before and I was, I was emailing with him and he's like, here's what's left of what you can play. You can play a cleric. Um, what else was left? There was, there was a couple of other things. Yeah, obviously, I remember you telling me because you were explaining to me the classes. Yeah. What the fuck does any of this mean? Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I'll play a cleric because I'll just give this a try. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'll be a gnome. I don't know because that's kind of funny. Yeah. And I went to the game and everybody was like doing voices and in character. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. I was hooked. Yeah. You came home like you had just done heroin for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, I had a cousin oh, who tried it, so I knew sure, what that Sure, 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 sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what you Yeah, yeah. You, you knew what that. Yeah, I told you. Um, yeah, you, it, that was a game changer for you. Yeah. But it also, too, showed you, and I remember saying this to you at the time, that it showed you what, like, stuff you could miss out on if you— yeah. Yeah, because like I, I lived it, many years of my life like that. A lot of my 20s was the hermiting that you were going through in your late 20s. Yeah. I did that for all of my drug years. And so I yeah. had known that thing. And I knew that I knew the only remedy for that was relationships with people that would not only meet you where you were at, but that could help you just like not bully that transition from being <clears throat> super introverted and just hanging out home all the time to like going out and doing stuff. And like I knew that that group of people you were in such good hands. I would get so excited because you guys only played once a month. It was so hard yeah. to schedule getting so everyone schedule. together. Imagine. Yeah. I think so about that would, back when then. When we would play, we would have... Eight hours. Yeah, these games would be so long and so I would get home at... Three, know, four in the morning. F- yeah. Try to explain to me what and happened like, in the oh game. oh my God, it was so crazy. And you're like, yeah, hey, I'm kind of... I'm like, and I was I, like, oh my God, it was just so nice. But it filled something in me that I feel like nothing has been able to sort of fill that, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to say that it's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's true. Everybody it's said the like, same thing in your also, chair. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the, I think because it's community-based, and I feel like a lot of, of people in this community and even people that we meet at cons or things like that, we're, we're all the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're yeah. all people that are kind of, like, have a lot of shit that, you know, we're all like a little introverted and a little weird and mm-hmm. we get in this world and we're like, oh, this is where we're comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's true. fine to play. Like, I feel comfortable playing another character that sometimes gets to do things that are kind of cool or not so cool or you get to sort of. And it's a longer character arc than it's any lo- other project. Yeah. It's like doing five seasons. It's like doing five seasons of a show or something. Yeah. 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 And when we started, when we started, str- I mean, our home games went on for obviously Everybody knows a couple this. years. A couple years before we started streaming it, but um, when we started streaming was right when I left New York. It was right when you left. Yeah. At some point, your day job will die down. Yes. And you'll be back at that table. You'll be back in this building. Yes. What the hell do you make of? <clears throat> All of this. It's thinking about that moment. Thinking about back to when Felicia was like, hey, would you guys yeah, be down to stream so this It's so crazy. I to think, now. Yeah, I, I, I was working with Felicia on a web series that she produced. Spooked. Called Spooked. Mm-hmm. And that was a blast to shoot. And 
she knew about the D&D game already. She was like, would you guys be down to stream it? We're kind of trying to do that on our channel. And Word uh, had gotten out that a bunch of legendary voice actors yes. had started a D&D yeah. game together. Um, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll, we can all discuss it. And um, I know Matt was talking with her as well. And a couple people came out to watch our game. And it ended up being like... It was like a shopping episode. <laughs> I think we like, had gotten. Great. I think we had gotten our like the gray skull keep, and we were like putting shit in the, in, like figuring out where our beds were or something. Mm -hmm. I can't. It was something where the it was like, episode. sorry, this is like not exactly how it is, but you know, but off of that game, they were like, I think we could do this, but it's you know, it's hard to present and stream D and D because it's long form. You know, it's not just like watching an hour show. It's mm -hmm. it's it's can be three to four hours long one, once a week, and, yeah. and that's it, it's a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So I think we were a little nervous of like, ah, how's this going to work? And there's a lot of us, and yeah, they wanted to do it, and we did it. And you know, walking around this studio, I mean, since I've been home, every time it changes, and you know, on this break that I've been home, I'm just so proud of everybody. Mm -hmm. Like it's such an intense feeling of of gratitude for the people that have watched and have been with us along the way and have been responsible for getting us to this place and just all the hard work that like everybody here does you know and yeah. the fact that we have people that work here that we all love so much mm -hmm. love and you. that like work and that yeah. like working here and at least I hope you guys do but I think that was a big thing when we sort of you know started this it's, it's it, if if we have a place and and we make this and and we're going off on on our own and making our own content we hope that people who work with us will enjoy being here and are proud to work here and um I hope it continues to stay that way. And you haven't asked them about me, or you haven't. Been I don't talk to them about people. you specifically because I. It's. You know what they're gonna say. Yes, but everyone else is pretty solid. They're gonna say you know how he is. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know how he is. Yeah, but I'm. I. I. I can't wait to see. Even even more where this goes, mm -hmm. and I can't yeah. wait to sort of jump in and and be even more a part of it. Because mm -hmm. it's been weird watching it. A little bit from afar, being involved, but also leaving it what is happening and yeah, yeah and jumping mm. back into the table. It's fucking weird. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's harder than a lot of people think because this is, it's a, um, a group of people that play every week and they are fine tuning their role playing skills. Mm -hmm. And then I hop in and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And it's very apparent. Like, I've seen episodes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was, like, <sighs> like trying to keep up. But, you know, I'll, it's, it's, I go back, I go you always back to find those your moments. Way back in, though. Yeah. yeah, you guys all always find your way there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay, one more sip. Okay. Make it count. But I'm a very busy woman. I can't let you out of here without <clears throat> we have to touch on because we can't fully discuss. So let's touch on The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Only because 
you're in you're in the weeds there right now. I'm in the weeds. <clears throat> um, when does that come out, by the way? Um, I keep writing on your Instagram. Every time you post a photo of a, a wonderful child playing in a field or a puppy, <laughs> uh, the comments are people, was was people fucking attacking you yeah. for not because uh, obviously you are the one who picks the release date for the game, right? Yes, I'm. The, it's only me that chooses. So totally crazy. Ellie's a little bit older. We know that. We know that some time has passed from the trailer. We see she's older. Um, You know, I hear people ask you, like, was it hard to slip back into the character between the two games? But there was a couple of months between you working on the DLC for Left Behind and you starting work on part two. It wasn't really, there was no two years that went by. It's not like, it wasn't that kind of a a gig. Um, No. But instead, you have to imagine this character however many years later. And you have to start, you and Neil sit there and think about what happened in those years. Yes. That way you know where she's going to be right now. Like all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for this game to come out. You know, getting to jump into these shoes again of this character is, it's, it's a huge treat for me, mm-hmm. obviously. But um, I think in this game in particular, because um, I can't say that. Uh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's yeah. To start, I, I think it's to, to work in this world again and to work with Neil Druckmann, who is the writer and director of the game. I love working with him because it's, this whole process is so collaborative mm-hmm. and you know for Neil there's a little part of him that's a, a little bit of Ellie and for me mm-hmm. both of us are the two of us I don't think there's anybody else that is more protective of this character no 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 and no. yeah and to play a character that is gay is massively important to me mm-hmm. and wanting to portray that in the best way and mm-hmm. just it, it's you guys I'm trying have, to think of what I can say but it, it's I'm no yeah so you guys have put in hours game. on yeah. making sure this thing is there's so much expectation there's so much hype there's, there's all the stuff yes. that comes with following up any big thing like that game was the sequel yes. to a movie another season of a tv show whatever it is there's always that stuff what's made what's what's made this experience the last has she been working on a game for like five for like over five years, this part two, like yeah. it's been literally, and it's been you know it's 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 a big game, mm-hmm. and a lot of it has been me coming home from New York and sometimes shooting on weekends mm-hmm. or you know when we get a moment we we shoot it and they are really fine tuning every little moment in the game. Yes, and it's caring about each. Thing. Like, yeah. not that they didn't before. Obviously, no, they did. But, but, with, but with this game, it's like everyone wants part two. Everyone wants part two. Everyone wanted part two the day part one came out. And so then it's like, how do you protect that thing? And watching you guys do that over the last five years of constantly going back to like, this yeah. is Ellie. She's got to stay true to this thing. And Joel's got to stay true. Or whoever's right. got to stay true to this thing. Like, the game, the heart of the game, the whole thing has to stay and watching you guys fight for that has been cool. Not, not oh, we got to meet everyone's expectations. Oh, there's yeah. all this. 
fear that it's not going to live up. There's all this hype that it's going to be so good. Yeah. Like, where do we go? Fuck all that noise. This is what I care about. Yeah. There is, of course, a lot of pressure because the first game was very well received. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's hard not to feel that. Yeah. But I feel like Neil especially is really good at tuning that out and saying, you know what? I know people have a lot of opinions on this thing, but this is this is the story that I want to tell. Hmm. And we talk about every scene before we shoot it. And it's this particular game, we've shot stuff that emotionally and like mentally and physically I've never done in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've come home with the bruises and like the just like physically exhausted from it and and emotionally yeah, yeah but it's it's you can only hope that people will love something as much as you do like you know when when we make stuff and like mm-hmm. you know all the stuff that we do here and and the stuff that you work on and especially the stuff that you care about like you want everybody to like it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you want everybody to love it as much as you do, which is an impossibility. But I think the story that we're telling in this next game is real and and true to the character and the world and the world that it is. And I can't fucking wait. Yeah. When's it come out again? Um, it's going to be three years from now. February thirty first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> October 32nd? Yes, October 32nd of uh Okay, I was lying. One last step. One last step. One last step. I was okay. lying. <sighs> Ashley Johnson, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having I me. I normally do this big formal ending where I, you know, spend some time trying to compliment <laughs> the guest, you know, and I really fluff them up and tell them how much their work has meant to me. But since it's you... I'm take gonna, off your jacket. I'm gonna just take relax. back a little bit. I'm gonna take off your shoes. I'm just gonna. This is your like, Mr. Rogers moment. Yeah, here, make some room for me. Let's finish this. Come on. Let's finish this pineapple, shall we? What are you doing after this? Do you want to get some? You want to take off my shoes? Yeah, go ahead. And take off your shoes. Do you want to get some food? Do you want to like yeah. maybe go go kart racing? I feel like since it's. Feels like it's still morning. We should go get our favorite breakfast burrito. Oh, that's a good idea. There's so much hype leading up to the. You want to talk about Last of Us too? The hype leading up to this interview has been insane because it's taken it's so too much long. hype. But now that you've what the fuck is going on here? I, I don't did a, think I, I did a, No, I did a piss poor job of doing this. No, you did a great. These are very hard boots to take off. My thanks to you, as always, for listening. If you want to support our show, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or a review if you'd like. Until next time, don't forget to love each other.